For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yeah, we're live. See? <laughs> the sign comes on and says we're live. I know. You said we were going live, and I was like, where, where, are we live yet? Yes, we are live. We definitely are. I lost my coffee in the process. How you lose a coffee? You lose a dog, a car in a parking lot at a major mall. You can lose your car keys, a wallet even. How do you lose coffee? Because we just had uh, – we just had. A, I, I know how now because here she just found it. So we had a subscriber in here. A longtime subscriber to DK nice. Pittsburgh Sports Military, who uh, came in and he decided that he wanted to contribute because we we give military subscriptions out for free if you're nice. active duty or you're a veteran. We've done that since the very beginning for nine years, and he got a gift from somebody like that years ago, and he decided he wanted to come in here and pay it forward, so he bought five. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that just major. that just happened now. It was actually really, really cool. That's awesome, DK. Man, just <laughs> it's not even I haven't even told you the best part. The best What's part, not? the best part is that he said he's looking at his clock while you know while we're processing this, and he goes, Hey, you gotta do Ramon, get moving. <laughs> <laughs> so guess yeah. what, Moan? What's that? We're gonna do Moan. Let's do Moan and start the show, DK. Three, two. DK, they get impatient, man. They get impatient. I got Kenneth. Ring that bell. I'm with you, Kenneth. (laughs) I'm with you, dog. Well, here's what happens is you start working closer toward the actual start of training camp, and and everybody gets – you know how that is. Mm -hmm. You know, you get get closer, you get closer. Um, How early did you get in? You didn't get into Latrobe before the day before, right? Heck no. Okay, I don't think – not too many people do. I would actually come into Pittsburgh two days before camp started and then spend a day in Pittsburgh, relax, wouldn't even work out, honestly, because I knew I was good on a conditioning test. Probably stretch. If I did anything, I'd try to, like, hit the steam room just to make sure I was in good weight standings, okay? Other than that, DK, I was day before, and then I drove up. I leave at about 10, 11 o'clock. Uh, to go to Latrobe at that time, set up, try to beat you guys in, and the times that I didn't hate the media or hated the media. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, You're full of hate. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, I try to get there about three hours before we, we were supposed to do the conditioning test. It's great. When, whenever we see people come in and say that they have finally made it to a live show, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it, like, it, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. We appreciate everybody who's on, who listens or watches at any time. But when there's there is something a little bit different about knowing that you're on there, especially when we're like responding to you immediately. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I've seen a few say that first time catch. There was like a few of those on here today, DK. Uh, catching it live. We'll do it live, like Bill O'Reilly <laughs> used to say. Right? Shady says sitting in traffic right now. If you live in Pittsburgh, you know the tunnel struggles. Shady, 
no one, no one is happier oh. than me to see the traffic back. Okay. Really? I, I, oh yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's life is back. You know, yeah. let's not take it for granted. It wasn't that long ago that everything was completely empty and That's whatever. So true. Now you walk out here and it's, you're running into people again. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that that is pretty cool. The, the the connectivity of everybody too, and the tunnel. I can't imagine honestly, other than like twelve o'clock at night, the tunnels not being full. Like I missed all of that during the pandemic. DK, our traffic is back. Our tunnels it- are full, and our irrational fear of tunnels is I- back as well. I have a question then, too. Mm-hmm. Which roads or highway or interstate or HOV lane is actually being worked on in Pittsburgh right now? Because there's always some interstate, whether it's 28, whether it's going north, whether you, it's you the can, HOV. You can always stop at 28. 28? <laughs> 28 is under perpetual. It's not just under perpetual construction. It's under perpetual rebuild. Yeah. What yeah. are they doing at all times, man? It's crazy. Uh, I used to live up that way. I'm really glad that I don't. I don't even use a car anymore. You you don't use a car? I don't have to. You, you saw where we are. We're one yeah, I know. Away. I, you know what? That's something I did figure out, though, too. Nor- Northern states' lack of car use sometimes seems it's like different. in the south. Mm-hmm. We have to always drive around. In Pittsburgh, like I stayed on the south side. It didn't matter to me if I was going out to Wexford or if I was going to Robinson or if I was going anywhere around the city. I would just drive. People in northern cities will be like, I'm not going all the way to the strip district. I'm like, you live right downtown. What do you mean you're not going to the strip district? Or I've always kind of said this on this show. There are people that live in the South Hills that will never go to Wexford. And I guess it's because everybody has their own thing in their communities anyway. Yeah. You've got and, your and own malls. We own are grocery really, stores. really provincial. And you know what? I'm no exception. I buy really? I buy everything that i possibly can downtown because i want to support the businesses that are immediately around us now there's occasionally what? there's stuff that you know that, that we don't have here yeah uh slim says i sleep in the shop no i can believe that. we live that's... like a block and a half away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's fascinating that's pretty funny here yeah, but everything you uh, do is downtown Pittsburgh. 412, our resident troll from yesterday, oh comes back and says, Hey, DK and Moen, my apologies for yesterday's post. I went back and I looked at some game tapes. You held up a lot better than I voiced yesterday. I'm sorry, sir. That's also a troll. <laughs> You're going to have to convince me that that's, you uh, that's that, not you mean also that he's, a troll. That, I know, that he spent his night watching Ramon Foster film. Man, if you did, sir. That you weren't on skates? You. It's okay that we can agree to disagree. Yeah, that, that's kind of weird. I was never an on skates guy. The one I will always admit is Haloli Nada. I say my first time playing uh, Geno Atkins. I can admit, Mike, when I got got, I can admit that. And this is the thing, too, about being on skates. Pressure doesn't mean a bad play. Pressure is a part of playing OL, too. I can get scientific about this as far as DK. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Ben will tell you what. As long as I'm in the pocket, I'm standing. I'm clean. You know, like, that pressure in this way is never a thing. But if you did go back and do that PGH 412, kudos to you, my man. Yeah, I mean, there's no way of knowing, right? Yeah, yeah. He said it's not a troll. Nah, he's, that's that's he's, fair. You know, you, you always want to give give everybody a chance here. Um, what did you th- did you see the TJ Watt Wheaties box? I did. Did you? Did you see, yes. Did you see JJ on the front. JJ also made the front too. Did you see who made the back? No, I missed the back. What? Who? Derek. I hate them. They're they're so good at this stuff. 
They are good I, I, at that. I, I guarantee you. They're good at this. What happened was TJ and JJ agreed. You know where this is going, right? And yeah. they're like, we'll do this, but you got to get Derek on there. And the weedy yeah. people are like, Come on, man. I don't know. What did he do last year? The Wheaties people are like, um, the Wheaties people are like whispering to each other. We didn't know they had a brother. You didn't tell us they had another brother. What are we going to do about this? Is he even on the team? Like, those are the questions they would ask, right, DK? But so, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the Watts are good at that. And I know some people because, you know, I covered the Titans, which is an AFC South team. Oh, they hate J.J. Watt. They hate him, okay? But for a guy that came in and took the league by storm and first ballot Hall of Famer, raised $72 million in Houston, I got nothing bad to say about him, DK. He deserves to be on the Wheaties box. Robert Cotting wants to know how many Steelers have made the Wheaties box, and that tells me that Robert Cotting is not a reader of the DK Pittsburgh Sports website because we had a whole article on that today that you could have enjoyed the Steelers' history on Wheaties boxes. Yeah. And I'm going to show here's how many different guys. Ooh, it's a long list. Never mind. We don't have yeah. this much time. But that's because a lot of them have been group settings. Like, for ah. example, the 1992 AFC Central champion Steelers got a box. Wow. I don't know why. With Neil O'Donnell, Greg Lloyd, Barry Foster, Merrill Hodge, and Carnell Lake on it. Yeah. So it's it's not always the, the you know the guys that you would expect here. Going way way back, the great quarterback Bobby Lane. Yeah. In Canton, Hall of Famer, was on a Wheaties box in 1956. Wow. So this is not something that just started. Yeah. No, and it's so cool though too, man. No matter, I, I'll be honest with you. Day in my life, <laughs> I've never had Wheaties a day in my life. But it's, I haven't either. Honestly, yes, eat your Wheaties. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I haven't either. Here, when we come back, we're going to deal with the only segment that actually matters, and that's Hey Moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And we are back for the yes, only segment that matters. And that segment, incidentally, oh, by the way, wow. is brought to you by. You notice I haven't even needed any pushing in this regard lately. You haven't. I've just been good about it. Been good about it. DJ. The Get Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to uniquely and originally as crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today let's see what's going on over here in uh in hey moan land um i i, I start a couple of them from earlier here's andrew clee who says hey moan how much inside intel does a player bring from their former team when they sign with another Ooh. especially those guys that just magically appear with a division rival in mm -hmm. midseason ah uh, how much do they bring in you bring in just the small quirks uh like what a guy hates um like what <laughs> most things that you see on film or that a guy does 
like you would know those types of things because I mean, because everybody, including the scouts, front office, head coach, assistant coaches, know those types of things. I would always ask guys personality wise, what gets them to tick? Like those are the things that I think are probably the most advantageous to people who switch teams within divisions like that is what gets them to tick. Like if I knew going against Geno Atkins, <laughs> this is just me throwing something against the wall. Geno won't play hard if you won't tick him off. Like somebody walk in and say something like this, like, hey, man, look, Gino just want to get the job done and go home. If you don't piss him off, you're going to have a cool day at the office. I'd be like, hey, what up, Gino? How you doing, man? Everything's cool? Like it's those little small things right there. Or James Harrison, like something against him. Like somebody would predict, like would say something like, hey, as long as you don't like look Debo in his eyes, you can have an old day, day, day at the office. Like it would be small things. The play stuff, no, nah, because all of those tendencies, like y'all would miss them as people just watching regular tape, but we watch so much film, we can pick up on a guy's foot, a guy's lean, uh, how many times they drop in coverage, or the fact that, hey, y'all have run 50 blitzes this year. You've only run five. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I know all of that type of stuff. So, Tennessee's game plan stuff, not really. I need to know something personal. Sean Monroe comes in with a, hey, Moan, what was it like being in the huddle with seven during the big drives? Any Joe Montana or John Candy type yeah. of stories? <clears throat> what am I missing with the John Candy reference there? Uh, I'm not sure John Candy, uh, but this is the one that kind of gets me. We would be – let's go to the Cincinnati one. He left the field and Landry came in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben will walk in hobbling, shoulder hurt a little bit, and he'd have his play slip right here. I have a random, uh, I have a random coaster, and this is his call sheet, St. Vincent College, by the way. Uh, he'd be like, All right, uh, fellas, and he's not actually reading the play, he's just looking down and trying not to make eye contact with us so that he can say what he needs to say. I just need for y'all to give me just a little bit more time. Uh, I promise you, if you give me time. We're going to go down and beat these guys. <laughs> I <And> love it. <laughs> it would just be some subtle that'll make you in game get chills to where. And that's the only thing I can think of when it comes down to what separates a great guy from a guy I want to see greatness out of is the confidence that they can just say something so calm that's so important in the most adverse situations. Like that was being in moments on like crazy drives where he ain't gonna say a whole lot of anything just give me just a couple more seconds and we're gonna win this game like that by far is some of the coolest stuff i've ever done with him hand over fist says hey moan any steelers lineman who needed a custom-sized helmet <laughs> no nah, not really uh because they either made them too big uh in the old style of helmets or we also had custom made helmets in general they used to come in to scan our helmets scan our heads to fit our helmets towards like the last three years of my career Hmm. Yeah, nobody had a crazy size helmet. Hemp's no. looked wide, but Hemp also didn't have a big neck. So it looked like all head, no shoulders with him. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Think about oh. that for a second. <laughs> Matt Hyde says, hey, Moan, I'm going to make a bold prediction this year. The offensive line will be a top five line in the NFL this year. What do you think? I can augment that by saying that I, I saw a ranking today. Uh, I've got um, it pulled up right now. Did you see it? Okay, go I ahead. I got the same yeah. thing pulled 14, up right now. The 14 ranking? Uh, and I'm going to give credit, yes. Sure. No, 14? No, I have an offensive line when done by NFL personality. Warren Sharp is the guy. I'm going to just give credit where it's done because you're a journalist out here. But he had the Steelers ranked as the 14th best offensive line in the league. 
Eagles won. I'll give you the top five. Eagles, Lions. I, yeah, I like that. Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Those were his top five offensive lines. Now, again, this is all preseason. This is before continuity. This is before injuries. This is before any type of situation has happened this year. He has the Steelers ranked at 14th. You mean to tell me by the end of the year that they can be a top five? Heck, I'll even take a top 18 in the league, uh, offensive line in the league. That's real good headway for such a young group. New group, I mean, not young. They're not all young anymore. Evan Wirtz says, hey, Moan, did you ever hold... I have a mental picture of you getting called for holding, looking up at the big screen with your arms up in the air in disgust. The, I'll answer that one for him. Never, Never. not once, never so much as laid a, 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 an open hand on Tell somebody. Tell okay. Him. He was like, he got up on Sunday mornings like this and taped his hands yep. so that he could never hold. Am yep. I right? That's exactly. If they called me for holding, that means the defensive player was overly selling the play. I didn't actually hold them. They Every flailed time. their hands up. Uh, there were times where I intentionally had to do something to grab a guy. I was like, oh, this is what I got you. My bad. Ten yards. We'll make this up. Um, it's, it's either ten yards or my quarterback's flat on the ground. And I'm going to save my quarterback at all costs, man. And it's super. so many tricks to get away with holding, though, too. I can grab a guy's hip super fast, pull him, and there's nothing that he can be done. That split seconds of this right here, that stops somebody from getting a sack right there. That can be called holding. And a I was going to say, so yeah. hang, hang on. So a, a guy, I don't want to say he beats you, but a, a guy gets something of an angle on you. Yeah. Okay. And you take your hands and go around the hips. Yeah. If your hands are open and all you do is kind of slow, okay, right go there. ahead, just this right here, a, just a, we, just a, just a joke around and like say a, just like quick a quick reach around. You get me, and I know you pass me. Just a quick bam, tug around your hips. That's enough of a split second that can let the quarterback get the ball off more times than not. Because of you course. throw off the guy's balance and running, you, or something like that, you change his footing. They got to get restarted running again because of that quick jerk right there. There are so many tricks to the trade. Uh, Technically, we hold on every play because we're in front of them controlling them. Where it gets bad is if you get beat super bad and you're dragged to the ground. And by the way, I didn't have many penalties, period, in my career. That's really the only discussion that needs to be had here, I think, when it comes to holding is did you get caught or not? Did you know what you were doing? Did you find a way to do what you had to do yeah. without getting the flag thrown? Whether the flag is justified or not, right? Yeah, exactly. Like there's, And that's where the savviness and veteran side of play uh, comes into why it takes longer for OL to grow as players. Because a guy getting beat around this corner ain't necessarily a loss if I continue to push him by the quarterback. It's so many small things, man, you know? Wow, Luke's coming at you. Hey, Moan, can you throw a spiral? Uh, it depends on how far I need to throw the ball. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I know a certain someone who operated to your right who could throw a mean spiral Marquise and made sure that everybody knew it because mm-hmm. he, Marquise, and if anybody's never heard these stories, but Marquise and Ben out in Latrobe, by the way, this is yet another reason to get out there. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. Marquise and Ben would have a competition, that goalpost thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And all you're doing is you step back, whatever, from 20 yards out, and the idea is to just throw the football. It doesn't matter velocity or whatever, and hit the crossbar crossbar. of the goalposts. And Moan, Marquise was right there in that thing. It was was crazy. Like, you're watching this thinking, this should be no contest. The other guy's headed to Canton. 
I don't see how his uh I don't I don't see how his shoulder stomached him throwing like 60 yards the way he was doing at times. And what cra- what's crazy, that started off as just like an OL type of joking game. And then it actually became a hey, we can actually practice on accuracy of hitting the crossbar right here. Like it like I, and I've seen numerous teams across the NFL now do that game before practice. Hitting the crossbar. It's I've seen it, and it, it, it's not even easy for the best of the best. Yeah, you know no. that crossbar is not very big, and it and it's got some distance to it here. Uh, Shane Shane wants to get gross. He wants to know how many broken slash dislocated fingers you had okay. in your career. Shane, he couldn't have had any because his hands were never open because he never, never held anyone. You no doubt about it. This right here, I got a, a plate and four pins. You see the line right there? I got a plate and four pins in this. I shattered it in pre-game, uh, pre-game uh, in college. I used to keep my hands college. super high. Yeah. Uh, so it went between my helmet and my teammate's helmet. I was like, man, my hands feel super warm. Well, it was shattered. I went in and got a cast, came back out, got pain pills, DK, and I actually still played the game. Crazy. Uh, this finger right here happened with the New York Giants. I was blocking a guy. He was pulling away from me. And I'll be honest with you, I was being a prick. I grabbed onto him to stop him from running towards the play and to stretch this tendon right here. That finger no longer stretches out. Uh. This thumb right here happened in Chicago, the game I had to come out of. I went to go dive on the football, and my thumb got trapped underneath me uh. falling underneath the ball, another player. So this thumb right here. Not a spike. It, yeah, not a spike. Okay, like good. you see how it's got that curve to it. This thumb didn't use to curve, it used to go straight up like that because the tendons are loose right there. Stefan so, yeah. Dulic just became a member, uh, and I believe Stefan had promised us that he would. So he did. That, that's good, man of his word. Good on you. Uh, if you want to be one, I don't have the thing to put up on the screen, but it, DKPS, it's not dkps.net slash join. There it is. Is the thing. Hey, there it is. Look at that. Yep, yep uh, absolutely. That's where to come. You just put it up in your URL field and uh that that's where to go to find it. As and far I didn't as, uh, have a whole lot of broken bones to to finish off the last no? question. Uh, the thumb was shattered. Um, I had toe surgery uh, and I had a scope. Mine wasn't that bad. And I had this long needle in my neck. I told you guys about that. You got cranky. Yeah, about we're that. done with that subject, okay. man. That's that's going. That's going. To, Shane doesn't even want to hear that. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Quality Colas says that he he saw our shop on Fifth Avenue yesterday. He says very nice store. Come, you know, just come on in. We don't bite. Yeah. Nah, come on in, man. You know, they're good, especially if you're a fan of koalas too. They're usually pretty chill and cool. We even have a friendly moan. Yeah, we do. You know? Hey, moan says Mark Cunningham. You mentioned continuity. How realistic is it that we can have offensive line hmm. continuity by week one? I'm gonna be real with you. Unrealistic. Heck, even we had to figure out ourselves going into the season. But the whole your center and the whole right side of the line are intact. It's new problems this year too. What's that mean? Uh, meaning guys maybe a little bit older. Guys, uh, somebody may be working next to a new guy, left guard. Let's speak about that continuity. Um, ruffle feathers too. I know the question we had I think two days ago about hey guys and their feelings about being challenged by newcomers on the team. Like they gotta hash. That group gotta hash through new feelings. They gotta become friends. They got to figure out a lot of things they do and don't like about each other. It's going to take about four, five weeks before we really figure out what they are as a group. Oh, man. I hope you're wrong. 
<laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not doubting you. Okay, I, you know I don't. Okay, I know. I um, just, but that's I, not to say they're gonna play bad. Like I, continuity, you can still win and not be on the same page. Well, dovetailing off of that, though, you know how long if if you're the coach, I'm not talking about you know you know offensive line coach, offensive coordinator. I'm talking about the head coach. How long do you want there to be a competition? Because wouldn't you rather just kind of figure out who your five are and then get going? You do, but DK, this is such a this is a strong group of competitors too. Like I'd say by the third preseason game, we're gonna know who they are. But even still, when they get back to the south side, Coach T always lets guys know the competition's still going on. I don't care who the starter was. There's two weeks in between start Got of it. camp. I mean, the end of camp and start of the season. There is now, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's still practices and battles and. Figuring out who's going to work well together. By the third preseason game, we should know who the five are. But the competition is still going to remain the same because what you don't want is people to get relaxed and thinking they got it. Dan Klimko says, hey, Moen, if they had a game where you could hear everything uncensored, unfiltered, that the players say on the field, would mothers let their sons play football? If she was a savage. But even, but Dan, even the most savage moms, wives, daughters, even dads, heck, I still have to cope with mine playing. Okay, DK, Mm -hmm. just because the game is the game, like the cussing is the least of your worries. It just is. It's, oh man, I I can't hardly breathe. And then (laughs) imagine you hearing that, but then you go play another snap. You know what I'm saying? Or man, golly, I think I shattered my hand. And you play another play just because you don't want to come off mid-series or you know the momentum is in your favor. Like, it's that type of stuff you will have to deal with uh, more than cursing and coaches telling you how bad you suck. Eddie Harlow says, I I love Chooks. I don't know why he's getting so much hate. Eddie, I'm not sure where you're seeing hate. So I I can't can't vouch for where, you know, what dark corner of social media or the internet you're on. I don't see Chooks getting hate. Chooks get a good bit. I can admit to that. Let's hear it. Chooks get a good bit because he's the longest one there right now. You're seeing so much newness uh, surrounding Chooks. And Chooks also doesn't publicly publicly go to bat for himself either. He was a young guy of an old group. And now he's he's the old guy in between everything, right? So you think, oh, we need a new change. Chooks hit that threshold of five to six years where you think you need a new guy. That's all it is. And he does have some plays where he gets close to the quarterback often. But nothing really happens. So when you see 76 flash, it's like he's an issue. He gets a lot of, I ain't going to say a lot of hate. He gets his fair share more than other players. The longer you're around at any position where the negative is focused by nature, and that's what offensive line is, certainly don't have to tell it you really that. It really is. Yeah, no, one, no one's going to say, man, Moan really hit his block on that one. You know, it feels like it took almost – a year or two or five for everybody to appreciate fully Alan Fanica's block on the Willie Parker run. Come on, man. Okay. The most famous block in Steelers history. Okay. Come on, DK. <laughs> Why is that? Because we just went, oh, Willie's fast. Look at Willie go. But did anybody notice 66 going out there and killing? With good enough speed, I promise you, they may have been he at the start. in front of Willie. Willie's, That's where exactly. Willie was fast. Willie, then what's Fanica? Fast Fanica? Fast Fanica, exactly <laughs> what he was. But it's such, you're right, it's such a position that's based off negativity that it's hard, just like I got PGH 412. Like, it, I'm okay with critique. It's a part of it because I play a failure position, right? 
I'm supposed to be playing that position where failure is highlighted. Until you know what you're looking at or what the actual expectation is of the position, guys going to always be treated like that unless you're Trent Williams, Bakhtiari, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro. Like, and you I, don't think, yep. I don't think people saw really bad plays to Marquise or Dave. And I say this in a sense because they're – they're pushed above others' expectations. So you don't recognize those things unless it's just overly obvious. Right, DK? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's it's human nature. Slap Again, Murphy says, go ahead. One no. more, just the same way, people probably wonder, how the hell did Alejandro get a deal to go to Baltimore? His film may not have been as bad as you thought it was. Exactly. It was just bad to you. Mm-hmm. You don't get $8 million on being bad, is all I'd say, even though that's still the low end of left tackles. The Ravens probably did more extensive film work than the rest of us. Slap Murphy says, uh, hey, Moan and DK, what's your biggest gripe with fans? Things we never hear about. Uh, you want to go first? I got one. It's an easy one if you want me to go first. Oh, you go first, and I hope you steal my thunder. Go ahead. I, I definitely won't because this is totally a reporter thing. I just wish fans would be a little bit more discerning about what they believe and what they or what they hear, what they read, and everything else. It makes it makes our job as reporters so much more difficult and so much more annoying. Yeah. Um, it, it's you know look look at the outlet it's coming from, look yeah. at the reporter it's coming from. Pay attention to it if you're really, really, really that into this football team, and you care about what's real and what's not, don't get caught up in every silly little thing that gets posted on any YouTube forum, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just be a little bit more selective. What's yours? I'm a little okay with that because I had somebody break it down to me. Like, fanatics, a fan stands for fanatic. You're crazy about your team no matter what. So I can kind of understand why that happens, DK. Mine is this. It's okay to call a player trash. He sucks. Um, All little heck. You can even say, I hope you lose your job. But the criticism of players and not being, what's my word I need to be able to say? Uh, Not being smart enough to use something other than racism, hate, and and injuries and death. That's the one that gets me. You can tell me I suck all day and hope I get fired. But the moment we mention family members, wives, kids, racism, death, uh, breaking bones, career-ending stuff, like the stuff they say about Shay or anybody, right? That's where my line is just like, nah, we ain't we ain't even talking about sports no more. Yeah, okay. I mean, somebody else peeled the uh, the scab off, so here we go. Yeah, but that's that's when it gets pretty bad. Uh, Don Sachowski sends nine ninety nine as a show of support. She says, "Thank you for all you do and go Steelers." That's appreciated hey. on multiple. Yes, levels don uh, feel free to shoot a question just like uh you know everybody else here aloha always says just listen to the reporter who's in the locker room well even there you can be discerning i mean just because they get a credential uh doesn't mean that they're they're in there asking questions it doesn't right. mean that they're in there getting getting real knowledge or they're just somebody carrying a boom mic around to wherever the pack is they're they just say, around yeah and mo yeah. knows the difference the, the, yeah you know, the, the reporters are the ones who occasionally will get this from a player as we're walking by like this yeah. to, to wave you to them. Okay, yeah. because They have something that they want to share. And it's not necessarily nefarious. It's not right. like, well, oh, this Matt Canada, he's got to go. It's not it's right. not that kind of stuff necessarily. It might just be, you know, hey, 
What do you think? What's your feeling? What, it yeah. might be something like that. We're just having a conversation. It might not even have anything to do with football. In Nothing fact, at all. In fact, more likely than not, it won't be. It won't be, DK. Yeah, that's, that's simply what it is. To your point, though, Moan, one thing that I don't like hearing from listeners and readers is when they ask – they I, this is a question that I get a lot in my yeah. forums. Uh, what's your favorite team to be around? What's your favorite locker room environment? And I answer Steelers like this. Yeah, this is not even a question. Well, why is that? Well, it's not it's not being a fan. It's not anything. I say because on a professional level, that room is open. Yeah. Bert Loughton, the media relations director, longstanding, all the way up to Mr. Rooney himself, to the late Mr. Rooney, believed in a great relationship with the media. Yeah. Okay? So the room is open. We talk to people. We deal with them like we're human beings. They're not... Mm -hmm. They're not sheltered from us. They're not hidden. Uh, it's just a great, great working environment. Stefan Dulich does come in with a question and says, when you're mentioning fans already, is there any hatred between teams and fans like in Ooh. Europe, soccer, for instance, or is the situation – now, go ahead. <laughs> no. I, I, my my, my, my uh, partner at the radio station here in Nashville has enlightened me to what soccer is. I don't think it's anything like like football fans. No, uh-uh. It, I think we've seen fights at in San Francisco and Vegas, Cal, like Dallas. I've seen fights in Pittsburgh. No, it, they are different beasts when you're talking about European soccer, DK. Yeah, and also, I mean, they're also there's also very serious racism issues that go on, especially with European soccer. Yes. Uh, to the point that it affects the field of play. Like the officials will stop and issue a warning yeah. to the crowd that we're going to assess your team a penalty if mm -hmm. this if this continues. All of a sudden, you go, wow, what's more important to me in this moment, being a racist? Yeah, or, <laughs> right. Or, 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 or my team winning the game. And so for a moment, they stop being a scumbag and say, let's just, let's, just, let's just let the team win, and I can be a racist again in 45 minutes or so. And you said it like that. That blows my mind. Um, insane. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I had a couple others that were stored away here for you that are pretty good uh, here. Slim, real quick. I saw that one. You mind, yeah, DK? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, Moan, uh, do you enjoy sitting back and watching back on backers at training camp? Let me tell you this. I don't even get an opportunity to see it. You don't. It. I was about <laughs> to say he doesn't get to see it. They're on field one. We're on field two doing O-line versus D-line. Tell them where all the reporters are. All along the back strip. <laughs> And just, just, just piranhas going back and forth. Look, you could be setting each other Ooh. on fire at the other end of the field, and we won't know about it because we are locked in on backs on backers. But there are other activities. I think yeah. it's just to elaborate on what Mona's saying. DBs versus uh, wide receivers is a thing too. They don't turn it into a gladiator circle or something no. for the whole team. <laughs> I, I did used to look back and see who the ooh and I was. It was two guys, man, that always had the biggest boom. Uh, that I can remember right now when it came to back on backers. Two, one, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bud yeah. Dupree. Yep. And uh, the other one, Jarvis Jones. Jarvis was into this. Relentless, was he not, DK? Jarvis was into this. Uh, and Jarvis, again, you know, Jarvis's issues weren't. Want to and will. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that. Or he, smarts or anything. Jarvis no. had it all. He just. He Built for that position. That's why it was, it was body. It was body, DK. Jarvis had one of the heaviest, like, bodies, though, as far as his momentum of almost anybody ever kind of gone against. He would hit you, and you'd be like, God, dog, Jarvis, we're teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. 
Super Bowl 365 says, hey, Moan, what's a realistic stat line for Kenny Pickett and his receivers week one against week a tough one. San Francisco defense? Uh, give me uh, through the air. Give me 210. Give me 40 on the ground. And his wide receivers first week trying to figure out what's what. Give me uh, George about 85. Deontay about 68. Pat 50 yards. Najee 100 yards on the ground. Do you see which stat he left out, everybody? Who's that? Sacks. Nope, the only one that counts. Wins. Touchdowns. Oh, touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. I give him one through the air. Wow. I give him one through the air. I think tight red zones, they're able to flourish. Simply because I'm hoping for DK. This is preseason talk. I want to get – I'm hoping for balance. 220, give me 30, 40 yards rushing if he can muster that out. Najee, 100 yards rushing. George Pickens, about 85 yards, solid, right? Mm-hmm. Deontay, if he got 65, 68 yards. Some of them running forward. <laughs> there we go. That that sounds okay for first week. I live in that world. Yeah, there's a – by the way, I want to make sure that people understand when we're talking about things, when somebody asks, but you yeah. know, what, are the, what are the problems with fans or whatever, I'm not going to – Speak for Moan, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the players. I can tell you that their interactions with me are a lot more similar to something that TJ told me after a game last season in which the defense and everybody really stepped up for a good late victory. It was at home. Yeah. And TJ and I got done. Okay. This yeah. is when I had the recorder and everything else here. And I had uh, TJ, why are you so awesome? Da, 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 da. Okay. So we get done with all that stuff, right? Yeah. And I put it out and I say, I, and I always ask, Ramon, you remember this. I always ask, how are you? Yep, like meaning, like meaning, a human. Meaning, meaning about your health. Okay. You're doing all right. And I do it with a thing off in case you have something you want to tell me. Yeah. Well, TJ, instead of, so I said, how are you, TJ? He goes, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because he knows mm-hmm. what I'm asking. Yeah. But then yeah. he said, hey, hey, give it up for the fans here. All right. They pushed us. Yeah. They willed us to this one. Did you did you hear that out mm-hmm. there? Did you hear what that was like? And I say, and I say, yeah, man, I did. I did. That's what I get from the Steelers. That's the relationship that the Steelers have with their nation. Okay. Yeah, it is. And I um, don't hear differently when they lose, trust me. Yeah, for sure, DK. Bob Schreiner wants to know, Moan, when you came back into Pittsburgh for camp, what's the first place you went to for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Uh I like the Lucas. Do you really? The, the Lucas in the strip district was That's solid cool. for me. The Lucas, uh, lunch or dinner was really a toss up, honestly. Favorite place to go to for lunch, if I can pick uh, meat and potatoes, it's very solid in Pittsburgh. Right here on 6th Street. Cool. Yeah. And That's I cool. went to all of the chains too, for the most part Capitol Grill, Morton's, all those types of places, local all spots. All right here. Yep. Uh, but the, the, if, if I want to go local spot, meat and potatoes is probably a go to, definitely. Ryan McKinney wants to know if there's a difference for me covering a win as opposed to a loss. Moan can testify to this. It's who you're going to talk to. That's true. Emotions. Who's going to be real? Yeah. In addition to who's going to be available. Okay. Uh, Cam sees it as part of his duty. The team lost. Cam will sit there for a Mm. half hour straight. Uh, No matter how many times he's answered the same question, wave after wave after wave, he will sit there and just, it might not make for the most powerful quotes, but he wants 100% accountability. Yeah. Uh, I would find 
moan. I would yeah. find, okay? Um, and there's certain people that you have to get, like the quarterback or whatever. But if you're asking about a difference, covering, no. You yeah, got to do, nah. do the job. You got to do the job. And this is one thing, Ron, that players learn fast. Loss is just a loss. What you don't want is a long string of losses. Um, and the thing is, and I try, I preach this to my kids and almost anybody who's a competitor, it's always the next one. Truthfully, DK, this is probably, I think this is probably my biggest pitfall though, too, in life. Like I'm always on to the next that I don't remember or take in what's actually happening. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've been so conditioned to be what's next, what's next, what's next. And pros for the most part, learn that fast. So a loss is just a loss. I don't want five in a row. And a win is just a win. When we won more, DK, when we were on the streak, I actually worried more. Because I'm like, this, this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. I that's, know we're good. That's that's Cam's attitude, too. You oh, know that. Oh, my God. The, the one thing, you, you know who you don't need after a win is Cam. Because <laughs> all he's going to do is dump all over it. I worried more on, like, five wins in a row because I'm like, all right, we need a reset. Like, losses are good because – I need a reset to understand, okay, well, how did I get got? I don't want to be undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl and lose because there's this one thing that we didn't realize that we were being exposed to, but we were so high on winning that we just said we neglected it. Like Losses are good for oil checks is what I'll call it. (laughs) That sucks for – I'm sure that sucks for y'all to hear me say that, but as a player, I got nervous on win streaks. I just did. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, I I could see where where that happens because you start thinking that maybe things are going a little bit too good, and yeah. you're feeling, you know, that you know maybe it's not the right thing. Uh, it, it's not the right thing for everybody that they don't all <laughs> react well to success. Does that make sense? That's the other thing too. Is don't get high over here, fellas. I promise you, there that that target gets bigger. No, that's good stuff. Uh, a lot of good stuff today. It really is. appreciate it. We have one last question for the day. It comes from Corey, who says, "Hey, Moan, if you could pick which week of the season you had a bye week, which would it be?" For anybody who doesn't know off the top of their heads, the Steelers have an early one this year. It's in Week Six. Yeah, truthfully, that's actually the start of the sweet spot. From six to nine is a sweet spot for bye weeks. To me, why is that? You get enough time to like figure out what you are as a team. All your tendencies, for the most part, are exploited out there. And every team that you are playing against have enough film on you to where if you have a bad deficiency, then you've already been exposed to it or you know what your deficiency is and you're covering it up. That's why. And and to be more specific here, the, the Steelers' bye week comes after the first meeting with Baltimore. It's a home game. Ooh, you don't need that. And before a trip all the way out to Los Angeles to face the Rams. So that can be a good thing if your head coach ever gets over this idea that you've got to fly out somewhere the day before the bleeping game. And I know you can't say that, so I'm saying it out loud. You said it, not me, DK. Okay, because <laughs> I saw you guys in London. like <laughs> We landed and went straight to the practice field. You remember that? Oh, I, not only do I remember that, I remember Ike Taylor and, and uh, Lamar Woodley being dragged yeah. to this press meeting yeah. with us. And Ike is there, like Ike, Mr. Charming, right? Yeah. Telling us, this is great. God save the queen. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Lamar goes up to the, the podium. And I swear to God, he fell asleep standing up. He probably did. That's Wood. 
Could not control himself. But what's so crazy? You get we got so at least I did. I got so riled up for practice that by the time we got done and got to got done with meetings, I was still wound up at night. So I didn't really even sleep that well for the like the first forty eight hours over there. Just a big mistake. And the Vikings got there a day earlier, and and there's it's no true. way it didn't make a difference. Yeah. The only only good thing that happened out of that, Le'Veon flipped the switch. That is he, true. He flipped the switch. Then sure did. That is true. Ran really hard. Down yeah. there on that soccer field. Yes. By the way, you know, do you know where the press sat for that? No. We were like, we were down on the, we were like almost on the field. There was a really? seating row down there because that's where the soccer press sits. Yeah, so they, there's no, there was no press box. Oh, geez, did not know that. That was really, really. We were like, it's the only time any only NFL game I ever covered where we were like 20 yards away from everything at Wembley yeah. Stadium. Anyway, that's uh, that's a terrific show on everybody's part. I was. Um, Really, really good stuff and much appreciated. And you know what? We can do this again tomorrow. This right here is huge, DK. I like that. Y'all are amazing, okay? I like that. Uh, but remember that the goal here, we should set a date for this goal. Like, let's, by kickoff, how about that? I was going to say week one. Yeah, week one. Week one. Let's, let's get this done, everybody. Let's Absolutely get to a no thousand numbers. That. Let's do that. That's that's a month and a half away or something like that, right? We got training camp coming up. Of course, ZK, your coverage, my my uh, analysis of it also mm-hmm. should be phenomenal, man. Uh, I'm all in. When's the yeah. NFL coming? So I know they usually do the big production trucks every month for every camp. Do we know that? Don't matter. Uh, Either way, it don't, don't matter. Know. They just get in our way, man. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's why I said it didn't matter. Yeah. Sure Good did. stuff. All right, guys. Uh, whatever you do, don't hang around for the ending. That's absolutely nothing. Absolutely nope. nothing at all. Nope, never mm-hmm. is. Bye. Nope. Bye. We're, we're done. I got this. I like this thing, number one, okay? <laughs> Somebody but- asked. I missed the question earlier. Somebody mm-hmm. asked, what is the origin of the bell? And we, I just said, you just brought it in one day. I did. I, I think I just hit it's like we're gonna start the show right now. I actually want to pass this out. Maybe we'll do this as a weekly thing too. I want to pass this out to PGH four one two. The fact that he said he went back and watched tape, I'm okay with criticism. I absolutely love it. PGH four one two gets the official gets the crown. Stupid crowned lion award for the week. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> Just simply because he went back and was like, my bad, my bad. No, he didn't have to do that. He, he didn't, didn't have to show up. Just like Brian Jonker didn't have to show up the day after we we heck, we put his name in the show title. We did. He said he didn't like the episode. Um, he did. It's everybody's show, man. It's everybody's show. I, I, I don't know how else to put this. Yeah. You know? Nah, no doubt. No doubt. Nobody can what? Oh, she said nobody can stay away. We're so likable. Ramon's Ramon's likable. I have people saying that all the time. We might have to dress that one day, DK. We might have to dress. I'm like, am I that likable, man? That's crazy. She says you are. I just like to have a good time, y'all. I promise you. That's all it is. And we're going to have one on this show. You better believe it. I saw somebody mention Canada. Cat Manada is back. No, that's Cat Manada. He does not count as Matt Canada mentioned. Yeah. Okay. All right. For sure. That's well, how he's... he gets away with not mentioning Matt Canada, by being Cat Manada. Cat Man. He's big uncle now, though. I can tell you that. He's got the uh, green name, though. Cat Manada does. Yeah, 412 thinks we just went overboard. That's all right. We want, you, we want you to be real, too. We yeah. want you to believe that you didn't come back today and just hoodwink us. Well, this is what we do. We're going to trash you, okay? But we're going to come back and let you know, hey, man, you you the homie. You all good. The, you all. Know, the real commitment here is when 412 becomes a member. 
DK, if we get 99 cents out of PGH, we're going to do me? this. If we can bully him into 99 cent, bro. Whew. Anybody who wants to become a member, it's DKPS.net slash join. All right, guys. We'll do it tomorrow. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.